Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world, but also how to save money while traveling the world. And on today's episode, we actually have a guest who's a specialist in the area of travel hacking. And uh, for those of you who are not familiar with the term, uh, it has to do with collecting uh, points and miles so that you can redeem it for flights and hotels. And uh, you don't get flights for as cheap as under 100 US across the Pacific and Atlantic, get hotels for literally, uh, you know, uh, for, for free through points, etc. So uh, Dan uh, is a father, a digital nomad dad, uh, uh, a travel hacking dad, and uh, he actually has six kids. Uh, incredibly, he has six kids. So, uh, you know, I find it hard enough to have the three little ones, uh, three kids who are five and under, our daughter, Rianne, and our son Ryan and our son Renzo and I've already got a lot of gray hairs through that process uh, and Dan uh, you know surprisingly enough doesn't have many gray hairs even with six kids so he's doing something right uh, so Dan um, uh, if you uh, want to share a little bit about yourself uh, you have a great website by the way called uh, um, uh, points with a crew points with a crew a little play on words of the word uh, crew uh, he actually is referring to his six kids and his wife uh, so tell us a little bit about yourself and about points with the crew Sure. So my name is Dan Miller. Uh, I live in Cincinnati, Ohio in, in the USA. Uh, I started my blog, Points with a Crew, uh, to talk about the when, when I first started maybe three or four years ago, all of the miles and points and travel hacking blogs seemed like they were uh, all run by single guys or people with no kids. And so all they seemed to focus on was taking first-class flights and staying in five-star hotels. And, and while that's fun to read about, it just wasn't how I traveled or how most of the people I know traveled. So I wanted to give a voice to people to say that it's okay to stay at a Holiday Inn Express. It's okay to drive to your vacation, you know, to be able to still travel with a family, you know, and, and kind of bring that, you know, the mythical family summer vacation one step closer to people. Absolutely. And I'm really glad that you're a travel hacking dad because, like you said, uh, most of them are single travelers, and I see all these travel hackers, they're flying around, and it's always solo, so I can never relate with them as a fellow uh, family uh, traveler. So uh, tell us about uh, the blog, and uh, um, tell us a little, break it down in terms of what are your topics you cover. So I talk a little bit about family travel. Uh, I talk about, you know, miles and points and credit cards, you know, how to get all the miles and points, you know, and prim it's primarily... Uh, US based uh, as far as earning earning miles and points through credit cards most of the good offers are for people that are based in the USA though there are some <coughs> excuse me some credit cards available to other uh, citizens of other countries as well as some other tricks that you can still do even if you you know if you're uh, if you're not using credit cards uh, the blog focuses a lot on family travel too you know I share some of the stories that uh, of me and my family as we travel as we travel around uh, the country and around the world. Uh, my my wife and I just got back from Machu Picchu, Peru. Uh, we try and take one trip, just the two of us uh, each year, and then we try to take uh, a trip with each of our kids. You know, maybe like a long weekend trip with each of our kids. So I'll take three, and my wife will do three each year. So my daughter and I have gone to New York City. My son and I, I got back earlier this year from hiking in Texas. My other son and I, we went to the Grand Canyon. Uh, then we, my, my other son, my third son, he wants to go to Sweden this year. So uh, we're planning that for later this summer. 
Awesome. I, I love the fact that you break it down like that, that yeah, it's not only your family traveling all the time. Unfortunately, a lot of uh, families do that. They just do the family vacations. They don't do the couple vacations or the father and son or the father and daughter or the father and multiple sons, multiple and daughter ones. Uh, tell us a little bit about how that works in terms of logistics. I mean, uh, do you have uh, uh, grandparents who do the job for you when you're away? Uh, do you have babysitters, or, uh, family, friends, etc.? Yeah, we do. Uh, kind of a, a combination of all of those. So uh, we just think it's really important to take these trips as a couple as well to kind of strengthen our, our own marriage, you know, because I think that that's really important to, uh, you know, to, to kind of have that to build a strong relationship to be able to, to be good parents as well. And then with six kids, we're always looking for ways to spend one-on-one -on -one time with each kid, you know, because when there are that many kids, sometimes, you know, it's, it's easy to get lost or, you know, to, you know, the classic middle child syndrome stuff, you know, it's even worse because there's two middle children in, in my family. So we, we thought it was important to kind of, we do monthly date like monthly dates with each kid uh, every month, you know, which are just kind of small, you know, trips to the store, you know, or go to the park or my daughter and I are going to a baseball game later this month, you know, but then we have these other trips that are a little bit longer once each year. As far as logistics go, so uh, we have bartered for babysitting. So one thing we did a couple of years ago, my wife and I took a trip uh, around the world. We went to Singapore and to Dubai and to uh, Hong Kong. Uh, and so I bartered with a friend of mine. I said, you watch our kids for a week and we will, I'll use my miles and points to pay for your family to go on vacation. So that actually ended up being a little tricky just because logistically it was hard to kind of figure out, you know, a time where her family wanted to go and you know also had you know the right points and the right miles so i'm not sure i would do that again but we actually ended up i used my miles and points they're going on a cruise to rome over christmas break and so they, it leaves from new york and so i i used my miles and points to fly the, their family of four from cincinnati to new york and then five nights in the sheraton times square over new year's eve you know and that's a really a huge example of the the value of miles and points because uh, like on New Year's Eve in, in New York City, right, you can imagine that the cash prices of those hotels are crazy. It's like five or $600 a night. Yeah, exactly. The points, the points values don't change. So it's still just 12,000 points a night, no matter what, if the, if the cash price is $100 or $600. So being able to use the points there uh, is a big benefit uh, to, to miles and points. Awesome. I, I love the idea of the bartering babysitting because, uh, you know, sometimes you have a skill and uh, you just don't want to pay for the babysitting. So why not trade like you did for the points and miles? What an ingenious yeah. idea. Awesome. It worked. It worked out and, and we've done it twice. Uh, I don't know. It gets a little tricky. I think if I were to do it again, I would want to have a specific trip in mind to pay, you know, for that other person before we do it just to make sure just to make sure that we can pay him because it ended up being almost 18 months after she watched our kids before we could finally coordinate on a trip, you know, and just, I didn't like having that kind of unpaid debt hanging over me, I guess, but it was, it was great. You know, for this last trip to Peru, we did use the grandparents. Uh, so I, we have too many kids for one grandparent to watch. Uh, so we actually split them up. So we took three uh, to my mother-in-law's and then we drove up to Cleveland where my parents live and we, we did three, dropped off three kids there at my parents' house and then ended up just flying out of Cleveland. Love it, love it. Uh, so tell us about uh, travel hacking itself. I mean, I've called this episode the basics of travel hacking and on your, on your blog, you actually have that. You break it down into the basics uh, because I think um, 
for a lot of people don't do travel hacking it's a little bit complex or a lot compl complicated so tell us about the basics uh, travel hacking 101 for the listeners and viewers yeah sure so the basic idea is you know, getting a bunch of miles and points in you know whether they're airline point miles or hotel points or bank points like american express or chase points uh, by far the easiest way to get those is through credit card signups. So assuming that you have good credit, that you're financially disciplined to be able, you know, you have no outstanding credit card debt and your credit score is good and you have the financial discipline to pay off your bills every month, every, you know, every time, you know, you can end, you just end up signing up for different credit cards. So there, a particular offer might give you 50,000 miles if you spend $2,000 in the first three months of having the card. That's a fairly common offer. So you sign up for that card, spend $2,000 on that card, and then you get 50,000 bonus miles. You know, 50,000 miles you know, could be enough for a round-trip ticket to Europe, you know, or, or it could be even more depending on, what, on where you want to go. Uh, I'm a little bit extreme, right? I, I did a segment on the CBS Sunday Morning Show a couple of months ago. And so we kind of, they kind of got into my credit card binder that I have. And so we counted it up and I have 43 credit cards between my wife and I, right? That's a little extreme, right? You don't have to do it like that, right? That's just me. I've been doing this a long time. I like doing this. You know, to me, it's almost like a, you know, a game, right? You know, kind of ways to maximize this. I like to tell people, figure out where you want to go, then figure out what, my, what miles and points will help, get, will help you get there. What credit cards will help you get those miles and points? And then just sign up for one or two cards, right? Don't go crazy like I do. Just start, sm start slow. Only go as fast as you understand. But really, for most people, with one or two additional credit card signups and, and spending money that you're already spending on credit cards, but just on these new credit cards to meet this sign-up bonus criteria, with just one or two additional signups, you can take your family on vacation and have your planes and your hotel covered. And who doesn't want that? Who doesn't want any, someone else to foot the bill for your flights and hotels? I mean, it gets a little trickier when, I mean, when you're talking about a digital nomad, right? Somebody who is traveling, you know, full time, right? So there, there are different strategies for some, you know, for somebody that is just going on vacation, you know, for a week or two, you know, every year, you know, signing up for cards, right, that can get you those, those plane tickets or hotels, you know, for people that are traveling more, you know, as, as a lifestyle and just kind of being nomadic all the time, you know, you probably wouldn't want to focus as much on hotels, right, you might focus on cards that could help you, you know, do Airbnbs or to kind of offset some of those costs. I mean, I like to tra try and travel for free, you know, I, I say free in quotation marks, right, because there's always a little bit of a cost, if, if, if not only an opportunity cost. But I like to try and have all my hotels and my planes all covered, right? You know you're a digital nomad, right? That's probably not realistic, right? You probably are going to budget some money yeah. for uh, hotels, you know, or um, lodging, right? So it, then it's all about how do you use your lodging to pay, you know, to, to generate points, right? You know, there you can take advantage of different hotel chain promotions, you know, and spending time in specific hotels, you know, paying for them to, to fulfill those promotions and generate enough points that you could then stay for free in other places, or again, you know, Airbnb or other type of lodgings, there's different strategies for that too. And, uh, and I, 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 
definitely a complimentary strategy to you. I teach travel blogging, which allows you to get a free uh, sightseeing, hotels, uh, transport, and food. And it's never, ever 100% free uh, because there's obviously going to be times we're going to have to buy meals, pay for buses. Uh, you're going to have to get some hotels. Uh, pay, you're going to have to pay for some hotels. Very hard to get 100% of your hotels for free and also 100% of your sightseeing. So uh, it's important to be honest and realistic and uh, truthful about the fact that uh, uh, travel hacking, travel blogging, they, great, they work really well together as well as partners, uh, but never 100% free. Yeah, I, th I mean, even if you are getting, you're not having to pay for things, there's an opportunity cost, right, you know, of, of your time and that kind of stuff. I think, again, it's, what I like to tell people is that the beauty of miles and points is that it makes anywhere accessible, right? My wife and I, like I said, just got back from Peru. When you can travel to Peru for the same cost as it takes you to travel to Detroit, Right, that's the true beauty of miles and points. Like when you're playing and your hotel is covered, it didn't cost me any more to, to, to spend a week in Peru than it would have taken me to spend a week in, you know, anywhere. You know, I still had to pay for my activities. You know, the train to Machu Picchu was super expensive, which, you know, they've, they've just figured out that everybody wants to go there, they can just charge whatever. Uh, you know, and I got to pay for food and that kind of stuff, but, you know, I would have had to do that at home, you know, or anywhere I was, but when, when, when miles and points can, can pay the majority of your plane and your lodging costs, it really opens up the whole world. Absolutely, and uh, you know, uh, things like Peru, uh, you can travel hack your way there and stay there, but then you have to pay for the sightseeing and all that. So just budget it into your overall uh, trip planning. Uh, so tell us about which credit cards uh, should you get if you're based in the U.S. or if you're not in the U.S., do you have any recommendations as well in Canada, Europe, Australia, etc.? Yeah, so most of the credit card advice that I give is focused for people in, in the U.S. Uh, as far as what credit card to get, it really depends where you want to go, right? I always tell people, figure out where you want to go and then sign. Don't just sign up for a credit card because some guy on the internet said that you should. Uh, figure out where you want to go and then get the credit card that will help you get there, right? So, you know, it doesn't make sense to sign up for an American Airlines card if it's Delta that's flying where you want to go, right? Or if you want to stay at a Marriott, you know, don't get a Hilton card. I think that's the trap that some people fall into is that they get these offers in the mail. It says 80,000 points, you know, sign up now. And so they're like, wow, well, 80,000 is a big number. So I guess I'll sign up for that. But uh, then it doesn't help them actually get where they want to go. You know, if you're not sure where you want to go, then I would start with some of the, the bank points that can be transferred to a variety of places. So these are things like Chase, American Express. You know, I'm, uh, again, figure out where you want to go first. I'm happy to help people. I help people all the time that email me, email in to me or, or uh, post on our Facebook group that we have. Uh, you know, I'm happy to help anybody that wants to uh, take a stab at this and start this. Awesome. Uh, some great suggestions there. Uh, you know, a lot of people probably have this question too. Uh, how does it affect your credit score? I mean, you said you had like, a, um, uh, how many was it, 43 or so combined with you and your wife? How has that affected your credit score in terms of borrowing, um, um, you know, et cetera? Yeah, that is the number one question I get when I tell people that I have 40. Between my wife and I, we have 43 cards. Uh, the, the, real, the answer is that it doesn't really affect it very much at all. Uh, so you do get a small two to three point hit whenever you apply for an, any kind of new credit, and that could be a credit card, a car loan, a home loan, a mortgage, anything. 
Um, that usually lasts for a couple months before it falls off. Um, but the big thing is that of the five categories that make up your credit score, uh, the one that has the most weight is called percent utilization. And so what that means is, let's say you have a $10,000 or a card with a $10,000 limit, uh, and you've spent $1,000 on that. So you're using 10% of your available credit because you have a $10,000 limit and you have $1,000 that you spent on it. Well, I have 20 cards that, have a t that each have a $10,000 limit. So I'm using a much lower percentage of my available credit and banks like that. And that's actually the biggest factor towards, competing or towards computing your credit score. My wife and I have been doing this for about four or five years, and our credit scores are in the high 700s. You know, we apply for, I would say, three to four cards every couple months. <laughs> it's funny. It's I've, funny. Actually I've actually had three travel hackers, hackers. Uh, and out of the three, they have some of the best credit scores as opposed yeah. to non-travel hackers. Yeah, I mean, the other thing that you can think about is, you know, if you have a, if your credit is in like the high 700s, you know, or 800s. That's, you know, even if you're in the low 700s, let's say, you're still going to get the, the highest, the best rates and, the, you know, the best available offers. So it, there's really not a downside to, you know, spending, even if doing all of this lowers your credit score by 10 or 20 points and puts it in the mid 700s instead of the high 700s, you're still going to get all the best offers. And so, you know, it's, I think it's a, a worthwhile trade-off. Again, I have seen, I've been doing this for four or five years. I sign up for pretty much every credit card, and I have seen no adverse effects on my credit. So let's break it down into the two types of travel hacking. We have the airlines and we have the hotels. So uh, this premier airline alliances, uh, do you have a, a pick of choice, if you will? Um, and also, uh, we can cover hotels after. Yeah, sure. My pick of choice is whichever one will get me there cheaper. Uh, I'm not I'm not loyal to any airline or any airline alliance. I think it can make sense to be to be loyal and to chase airline status for some people. I think you have to travel a lot, and you have to be have a small family like maybe just yourself and one other person. You know, it, when there's eight of us, you know, just me having status doesn't really do a ton for me. Uh, so I have personally never chased airline status, so I will just get whatever one was cheaper, whether that's a cash cost or whatever, whatever, whatever miles, you know, if a particular program has a better award chart for a particular area. Uh, so I'm not loyal to any airline. Fair enough. And uh, tell us a little bit more about the hotels. I mean, there's uh, not just three, but there's literally a whole bunch of different ones, everything from Hilton to Marriott to Starwoods to uh, Hampton Courts, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So tell us a little bit about how the hotels uh, broken down. Yeah, uh, one second, Ricky. So I think I'm getting kicked out of my, the room that I'm in. So if we can okay. uh, pause this for a second. Uh, okay. I'm just going to keep talking while Dan uh, 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 figures out what to do. Uh, so uh, uh, in terms of uh, travel hacking, travel blogging, I, I highly recommend uh, getting the insights of people like Dan. Uh, Dan has a great website. It's called uh, uh, pointswiththecrew.com. And he also has a corresponding Facebook group. And uh, you know myself, for example, I'm not, I'm not uh, the strongest uh, travel hacker in the world. I'm something I'm learning. And part of the reason why I do these interviews is to pick the brain of people like Dan, uh, my buddy Kendrick, um, Art. Uh, uh, so I've interviewed three different uh, travel hackers. So if you haven't listened to the previous episodes, uh, make sure you... Uh, uh, make sure you uh, tune into those ones. Uh, and uh, like I said, uh, you know, these guys, they haven't been dinged too hard on their credit cards and uh, on their um, credit scores, sorry. 
and uh, they're traveling the world to places like you know Machu Picchu on literally uh, uh, nothing in terms of hard cost for the flight or the or, or the flight or the hotel. They're basically having to pay for the sightseeing while they're there. I, oh, I haven't met many people that. who actually. I haven't met many people who do it in conjunction, uh, like travel blogging, like myself, getting the free stuff through uh, blogs, uh, and also getting the travel hacking flights and hotels. So I think if I find the combination of both, you're golden. So Dan, uh, tell us about the hotels uh, uh, before we get interrupted. There, tell us uh, about the hotels. What are some of the major alliances of the hotels, or not the alliances, but the chains, and which are uh, some of the best ones to aim for there? Yeah. So again. I do. It's a lot easier to get top hotel status through credit cards and different status matches than it is for airline. And so for airlines, and so mm -hmm. I do. Uh, again, I'm not loyal to any specific uh, hotel, but there are a lot of different cards and that will give you airline top hotel status, you know, or mid tier hotel status. Uh, Hilton Gold is is their their mid tier status, and it's pretty easy to get with a credit card. And it, it comes with free breakfast at any hotel, any Hilton hotel, which is one of the benefits I find most uh, useful, especially, you know, since there's eight of us, right? Paying for eight breakfasts uh, uh, becomes yeah. a, pretty, a pretty big deal. Again, mm -hmm. I think it's a matter of just figuring out which hotels you want to stay at and and getting the, the cards and points. I think Hyatt has a lot of good value. They're, they're not, don't, they don't have as big of a, a global footprint as some of the other chains, but they're their prices, their award prices are typically cheaper. And some of the good credit cards for that, uh, that we just had an offer for 100,000 Hilton points on an American Express card that just ended a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Intercontinental, so IHG, which owns like Holiday Inn, Holiday Inn Express, those Intercontinental. They, their credit card is one of the ones, one of the ones that I actually will pay the annual fee on. Uh, it, it has an annual fee of $49, but Every year on your anniversary, you get one free night, which you can use anywhere in the world, right? So you can you can book an overwater bungalow in Bora Bora that retails for a thousand dollars a night, all for paying the forty nine dollar annual fee. So that's one that I would recommend. You know that I, that I have, and my, my my wife and I both have. That is one that I recommend. Um, again, I think it just depends on where you want to go. I wouldn't necessarily try to be loyal in a, uh, to a specific uh, chain unless you're really uh, plan to stay there a lot like or or if you're traveling for work and work or somebody else is paying for your stays so th there's the area of uh, acquisition and uh, um, redemption uh, within points so you've, you've covered some of the ways you can acquire points uh, the question is redeeming them because uh, you can obviously redeem them poorly and get really massively messed up or you can redeem them really wisely and strategically so give some tips on a proper Redemption strategies. Sure. So number one, never buy a toaster. Never use your points for any merchandise or any anything mm -hmm. like that. Uh, second, I typically don't recommend uh, using them for gift cards as well. Um, again, you're a lot of times you're going to get one cent per one cent per point on uh, on those cards or on on those redemptions. I don't. I try not to sweat. You know. Finding that perfect redemption because what I will, what ends up happening is that uh, I just get myself in analysis paralysis where I'm so caught up on trying to book the best, the very best possible redemption that I end up not booking anything. You know, and I've actually screwed myself over a couple of times because uh, I'm, I thought, okay, I'll probably book this hotel, but I don't want to book it yet. 
And then when I go, I'm like, okay, I finally got to book it. It's sold out, and I can't, and I can't, uh, I can't book it there. Um, the uh, especially with hotels, which are non, which are refundable, right? There's no downside to just booking it, and then if you need to change, change it later. I think, uh, I think that you you end up needing to just book something, you know, and don't worry about getting the perfect redemption, uh, but instead. Uh, just do something, right? That's what I've that's, that's what I've been trying to do more and more is just really just do something and book, you know, just book. Even if it's not the absolute perfect one, it still beats paying cash for it. Absolutely. So Dan, uh, uh, you know, you have a website, you have a, a blog, you have a Facebook group. So if people wanted to find out more info, uh, how can they connect with you personally? Sure. So I'm happy. My website's pointswithacrew.com. So that's a, points with a crew, like a crew of people. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all at points with a crew. My Facebook group is free to anybody, and we talk miles and points and travel hacking. It's facebook.com/groups/pointswithacrew. Uh, and then anybody that wants can email me, Dan at pointswithacrew.com. I'm happy to help anybody that wants. I love your branding. It's all consistent. Uh, that's very hard to do across uh, your website, your blog, your social media, your Facebook group, your email. So good on you for doing that uh, uh, consistent branding across platforms. Yep. So uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery, where we teach you how to travel, hack your way around the world, and how to make money traveling the world as well. Uh, if anyone has any questions, make sure you reach out to Dan. Make sure you join the Facebook group. Subscribe to his blog. He has a daily email list with thousands of subscribers. He's very willing, able, and ready to give back, as you have seen or heard during this episode. Uh, so thanks, everyone. We'll tune, uh, uh, make sure you tune in to the next episode of Digital Nomad Mastery. And uh, happy travels. <laughs>